Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game with Social Selling, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you are absolutely in the right place. We are very excited to welcome you to Season 4 of one of our favorite shows, Changing the Game with Social Selling Radio, presented by SAP. We have a great panel and a great topic, so let me get started. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today. Well, the buzz is from Saurav Jain, S-O-R-A-V-J-A-I-N.com. He is an entrepreneur, digital marketing, and social media expert and consultant in international marketing management, and this is from his blog. Very interesting. He says, if you cannot learn daily, you cannot become a digital marketer. Now, think about that. Learning is a key word. Digital marketing is a key word, and daily is a key word. So think about that. Let's see what we're talking about. Okay, you put together a training program. You get your staff. They're excited. You train them in social selling. You give them enablement. But what happens after the class is over, after the course is done? They go back to their day-to-day jobs. They have responsibilities. They have tasks. They have schedules. They have deadlines. And on top of that, you expect them to remember everything they learned, Well, how do you gauge if they're doing their social selling consistently? How do you gauge how well they're doing it? Do you have something set up to coach them, to guide them, to monitor them? Because actually, all that matters is are they doing it right? Are they representing your brand, your company values, your company um, language? Are they representing you in the real business world and are they adding value? Or did all of the training time and all of the training money go whoosh right down the drain? So we're going to talk today about best practices for maintaining momentum, social selling adoption, and monitoring execution. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. I am Bonnie D. Graham. We have a terrific panel. Let me tell you who my three special guests are today, and then we'll get started with their opening quotes. First up, I'll be introducing you to Mick, M-I-C, Adam. He's the founder of Vanguard Leadership. Joining him on the panel is Loic Simon. I'm doing my best French accent, Loic. It's L-O-I-C, Simon, S-I-M-O-N, founder of the hashtag social selling forum and partner win and rounding out the panel is Marco Kai he spells his last name C-A-I he's one of the founders of the social selling program at SAP and of course we have to do a shout out to Kirsten Boylo at SAP because she is one of our favorite guests and she is the sponsor of this social selling series so let's circle around the table back to Mick Adam at Vanguard Leadership and Mick has sent us an opening quote from Mick you have no idea how you touched me with this one it's a quote from Mary Kay Ash anybody too young to remember or to know Mary Kay Cosmetics. Yes, I was a Mary Kay lady way back in the day in the 70s. I have some interesting stories. But she started Mary Kay Cosmetics uh, basically because she was working for a home products company and she was passed over for a promotion in favor of a man she had trained. So she wrote a book about helping women in business and that book became the foundation for her own company Mary Kay Cosmetics. She was a whirlwind of business and if you want to look her up, if you don't know who she is, Mary, M-A-R-Y-K K-A-Y, last name Ash, A-S-H. Here's the quote Mick has selected. For every failure, there's an alternative course of action. You just have to find it. When you come to a roadblock, take a detour. Mick Adam, welcome to Game Changers. How are you? 
I'm fine. Thank you for having me. We are delighted. Talk to me about this quote. How, how did you pick well, the quote? Well, for me, this quote is the, 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 the guideline for every person, whether it's private or personal, uh, because it's all about creativity. It's all about enthusiasm, and it's all about courage. I mean, yes, we all have failures in our lives, whether they're professional or personal, but there's always ways to recover from that, and that's where the optimism should come from, uh, and the courage to uh, embrace these, these different opportunities that present themselves, because we all know the other quote, whenever, ta- whenever a door closes, many open, it's kind of like the same thing. And, and finally, for me, it's also a way that this quote says, use and keep developing your creativity because, yes, there will be difficulties along the way, but these difficulties can, can be detoured. And just let your creativity with which you were born, let that do its job and you'll see these opportunities come to you in every possible shape and form. And, and for me, this, this quote is like one of my life mantras uh, for in, in my personal life as well as in my business life. I, I love the quote, and as I said, Mick, I was a Mary Kay gal back in the day doing it as a sideline to earn some money as a young divorcee with two children, working full-time as a computer programmer analyst, teaching dancing on the side, taking my kids to the Y for swimming lessons, and I needed more to do. Oh, my, so I became a Mary Kay lady. And you know something? This is a great mantra, you're right, for life for anybody. But, but let's just apply it to our topic today. When somebody is in a, in a company, Mick, and they're told, Mm -hmm. we are so excited. We're going to train you in social selling. You're going to become a digital marketer. Wow, wow, wow. And then they find out they have to do it every day. They have to do it as part of their regular workflow. They Mm -hmm. have to be motivated. They have to abide by the rules of the company, what you can and can't tweet, what you can and can't put on Facebook. Do you think that Mm -hmm. that, uh, those are roadblocks that are surmountable in terms of enablement and post-training guides? I just want to relate it to our specific topic. What's your thought on that? Definitely. I I think, yes, there are rules and regulations, but... The thing is, we all want to be human. We all want to show in, in, in our sales process. And, and yes, we have, you know, guidelines and frameworks we have to work in. But the, 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 the thing is, you know, there's, there's ways that you can kind of like on the side, find solutions to problems, present those solutions to people, and they will come with solutions to you. And maybe things, these things were never thought of, but you'd identify problems, and together with the other people in your business, you will be creating the detours or the solutions, as one would call it. I like that a lot. Okay, we're going to get rid of the detours and we're going to find those solutions for social selling. Mick, thank you. Pleasure to welcome mm-hmm. you and looking forward to a lot more from you. And now let's go to our second panelist. He Can is Loic. Can I ask you one question? Yes, yes, Can sure. Ask, did did yes. you have a pink car? No, darling. I never got that big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are good. Anybody listening who doesn't know, if you achieved a certain amount of mega, mega, mega sales in Mary Kay, you won a pink Cadillac. You probably had to pay the insurance and all the repairs yourself, but you won a pink Cadillac and you got a special license plate. Mick, you are wonderful. I forgot all about that. No, I just had a little a little uh, red sports car at the time, and that's that's what did me. That's, that's all I used. But I never got that high in the company, but it was something we all aspired to. So thank, thank you for 
for that sidebar. I have to recover from the laughter now because Loic is waiting for me to be very serious when I introduce him. So Loic Simon, <laughs> partner Win, and Loic has sent us a quote from Malcolm Gladwell, and very interesting quote. By the way, anybody who hasn't heard of Gladwell, OMG, English-born Canadian journalist, author, speaker, was a staff writer for The New Yorker. He has been since 1996. Five books, The Tipping Point, How Little Things Can Make a Big Difference, Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, Outliers, The Story of Success, What the Dog Saw in Other Adventures, and David and Goliath, Underdogs, Misfits, and The Art of Battling Giants. All five made the New York Times bestseller list. So here's the quote from Malcolm Gladwell that Loic has selected. Quote, practice isn't the thing you do once you're good. It's the thing you do that makes you good. Okay. Loic, welcome. How are you today? I'm really fine, Bunny. Fine. Glad <laughs> to have quote, you. By the way, as you know. Yes. Go ahead. Tell me about tell the quote. Why I love this quote. Of course I, I do. Of course only, I do. Uh, yeah, it's only by practicing that you co- that you become good at your craft, and especially in social selling. If you want me to to jump into the social sell selling experiment we are doing with many of our salespeople, many of the salespeople today yes. are being trained on how to, to really know the art and the way to leverage social networks in order to develop their business. That's social selling. And then we, we get them through multiple education sessions on, on tips and tricks on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you name it, whatever. And what is important for me it's just that these people keep on training and training and training, but not training by listening, training by practicing. It's just by practicing that you become good at your art. That's, that's really what I've done all my, all my life. And I think it's not only, by the way, by practicing solely and yourself, it's by also helping others practice, by teaching others how to practice themselves, by sharing your experience, by sharing your knowledge that you Oh, day after day with your social selling routine, your 20 minutes to one hour routine that you do on your smartphone typically. Yeah? By the way, the smartphone mm-hmm. is currently the, the social seller tool where you, where you really practice this, uh, this routine every day in and out. Yeah? And if you don't do this, nothing will happen ever, by the way. So that's why I love uh, Malcolm's quote. And I also love, by the way, David and Goliath because the underdogs are those that currently succeed in social selling much more than the big guys, by the way. <laughs> wow. I, I'm so so intrigued, Louis, when you said that the smartphone is the social selling tool. I don't think anybody has said that. We've done this series for, this is our fourth year now, and I find that very, very intriguing. So let's just, before we bring uh, Marco in, just just tell me a little bit of it. Is When you do training, when you do the enablement for a, a workforce or even for just a handful of employees, do you yeah. show them that everything can and should be done at lightning speed on their smartphone, or how do you introduce that concept to them? Loic? Yeah, I introduce, it's very simple. What I tell them is that the smartphone is the tool that they use every day, all the time, be them either if they are in a, stuck in traffic or in they are waiting, if they are waiting for a customer at lunchtime or if they are getting a coffee or wherever they are during the day, they will be with their smartphone. They won't be on their PC, on their, on their uh, uh, IT, whatever, you know. So this is where, where they need then to open the application, the, the LinkedIn application, be, be it the normal LinkedIn or Sales Navigator or whatever, and to work on this smartphone. And this is how they can 
really engage with prospects, with customers, with whomever they want. And by the way, I am a, a digital native of the 80s, you know, and I learned how to type. I learned how to type with my ten with my ten fingers when I was young. Yeah, and I I, I type very quickly on my on my PC, and I hate typing with my two thumbs on my sp- smartphone. And despite this. 80% or 90% of my time on social networks is done on my smartphone. Yeah. It's only when I, I, I do prospecting in a very, very uh, heavy fashion, like some social sellers would do a lot of prospecting. They need to find new prospects and new, new, new targets or whatever. Then they would use Sales Navigator on their PC. Yeah. But otherwise, on a day-to-day basis, I'm using smartphone for sure. It, it beats everything else. Yeah. Loic, of this an is Android, an Android or an iOS smartphone, <laughs> not a, an old Windows one. Yeah, of course. I, I have to tell you, I'm a I'm a, a an old key punch person from back in the late 1970s, <laughs> be, before we we had text editors for programming back in the days of the yeah. Xerox Sigma 6 CP5 and the IBM 4341 and COBOL and PL1 and all that good stuff. And I refuse to use my thumbs when I am tapping out on my smartphone. So I I am yeah. with you. And I can text faster than anybody I know using as many fingers as I can, but it's definitely not all thumbs. So I, li- I like you, Loic. Thank you very much. Great introduction to your topic and to the topic. And now let's go to Marco. He's waiting so patiently. Marco, I have not forgotten you. We just have some very charming guests here, and I know you are too. Marco Kai, one of the founders of Social Selling Program, works with Kirsten Boylow at SAP. And Marco has brought us a quote, one of the most famous quotes of the world, and actually it is disputed whether it really was from Gandhi, Marco, but I didn't want to go that deep into my quote investigator because I like the way it sounds and I think Gandhi said it. Uh, of course, Mahatma Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi, a Hindustani gentleman who lived from 1869 to 1948. He was an Indian activist. His name, Mahatma, means high-souled or venerable. It was applied to him in South Africa in 1914. He's also called Bapu and Gujarati, meaning Papa or Father. He's unofficially called the father of the nation of India. Here is the quote. We all know it. It's a wonderful one, and let's hear what Marco has to say about it. The quote is, be the change you wish to see in the world. Marco Kai, how are you today? I'm good. Uh, thank you, Bali. Thank you, first, uh, for having me here. Uh, so for me, Gandhi is really a symbolic figure, and that's simple sentence of the keys has lots of power, inspiration uh, for both my personal life and my career. And if we talk about the way how I see it linked back to switch selling, especially how to keep the momentum ongoing after the training, is that you, if you think about it, switch selling, um, many people have different views, but, but the, basically I think switch selling is a change of behavior. And many sales professionals we just found that uh, are not very com- comfortable with change, which is perfectly normal. Uh, it's human nature, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess very yes. few people will really love change. But uh, I think the problem is that our customer has changed. The way how you win them has changed. And the whole environment for, for us to, to visit, to win customers, to engage with them has changed. So, yes, it's not comfortable. It's not easy. But if uh, someone truly wish to make success in the digital and social media age, then he has to embrace. He has to move with all the change, and that eventually that he has to be the change in itself. And ideally, he could be a role model 
to be an inspiration to, to other people to make that change, to follow that change. So this is a way that uh, Wise really loved that, that, that quote and I think uh, it has a lot of inspiration for, for social selling. Thank you very much, Marco. That's an interesting perspective. And when I hear you speak, I'm thinking that be the change you wish to see in the world. Um, let, let's just do this a little bit from the inside out, if you don't mind. I hope I'm using that phrase right. If somebody is in a training sure. session and they have an idea and you are the trainer, Mark, Marco Kai is the trainer, and you're telling uh, Mary or Bob or John, you're saying, well, this is how we want you to do this and this is how we want you to do that and this is our company's best practice and only use these parameters for the language you use on LinkedIn. LinkedIn and on LinkedIn Navigator and only do it at these times of the day. And a student comes back to you, Marco, and says, uh, with all due respect, sir, Mr. Marco Kai, I-, I think there might be a different way to do it. Would you allow me to explore doing it slightly differently and let's see if I get the results I'm looking for? So can the change come? I'm, I'm applying this, obviously, to our topic of the training and the post-training momentum and-, and guidance. Is it possible that there are still things to explore and discover in digital marketing that maybe the student could teach the teacher? What do, what do you think? Or am I out on a limb here, Marco? <laughs> well, Bonnie, that's, that's a great question. And that's exactly what we do at, at, at SAP. Of course, we have a, a standard curriculum, but in the meantime, we think that social selling, it's not static, it's, it's evolving. It's just like uh, um, the theory yes. of Darwin. It's, uh, social selling itself evolves. For example, last year, we don't include a video um, for example, video now becomes a mega trend for social selling uh, content, right? Everybody loves mm-hmm. to watch video. So this year, we uh, we heard some some uh, from someone, from our students, from someone uh, outside the box, and say, hey, why don't you include the uh, generating re- a video for social selling? So we include that. So to your question, yes, we we we, we love we, we love to he- uh, hearing from others. That's why exactly that's um, one of the reasons that we have follow up actions with uh, whoever we have trained. Because, uh, for example, they, they might come from a different culture, from a different market. For example, uh, I talked to one of my students I, I trained last year from Indonesia. I didn't know there is such a tool uh, called Crystal. And that, that lady told me, hey, Marcus, have you ever heard about Crystal? It helps to an- 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 analyze um, the characteristics of, a, of a one prospect. So it helps to write, um, compose the rightful message when you try to engage with them. Uh, when you do social selling. So these are, uh, I have a, a lot of examples showing that we should really listen. And, uh, and uh, for social selling, for, as a trainer, we should always embrace the change that, as well and be the change in itself. Thank you, Marco. And I'm, yeah. I'm very, very honored that you allowed me to ask that question because as I was thinking of it, I was seeing it from the change from two sides. Did I hear somebody wanting to make a comment? Was that Loic or was that Mick? Somebody, <laughs> was go Loic, ahead. It was Loic, yeah. Go ahead, Loic, please. Yeah, I wanted to say that in terms of social saying today, nothing is right, nothing is wrong per se, and exactly. things are evolving all the time. And, and I think what is important is that each and everybody gets his voice and his way of doing and not just following like a clone or like a robot, uh, a, a, given, uh, a given routine. Yeah? And especially when, when video came, uh, came to LinkedIn in a few months back, I've seen some very creative uh, salespeople uh, 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 leveraging a video to, to show how trustful they could be, how, how, uh, how good they could help their customers progress uh, meeting their own challenges and their own issues or opportunities. So I really believe that 
social selling should not be about applying one set of methodologies and whatever, mm-hmm. but more like a mindset uh, uh, game, uh, changing mindset, as you just said. And by the way, I want to address another issue right now, from the start, you're always talking about digital marketing and digital marketers. For me, a social seller is not a digital marketing marketer or, a digi- or is not doing digital marketing. He's selling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different. Ah. Selling is not marketing. I'm not a digital yes. marketer. I am a social seller. I, I, thank you. Thank you for that, that level of that correction. Who wants to say something? Who did I hear? Was that you, Marco? Yeah, this was, this was Mick. I, 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 Mick. I want to support, I, I support what Lurik is saying. Is it is not about marketing. It is all about actually sales. And, 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 and you know, marketing is, does its own thing with social media, but it's, it's more about the salespeople and the sales process and the customer journey that goes with it. I will not yeah, use the term digital marketers at all for the rest of the show, gentlemen. I promise. <laughs> I, I, sit, I have been corrected. I have been, and you know what? It's a very good point. It's an excellent point that you're making, Marco. You wanted to say something, please. Yeah, I just, I just want to echo the gentleman. But uh, in the meantime, I just want to mention that SAP, as I mentioned, as we see social selling is a living thing. It's it's evolving, right? It, it moves with time. So uh, something we we found very interesting that social selling has generated so much interest, not just for salesperson. Yes, uh, social selling was originally technology. Uh, or, or mindset uh, behavior change for salespeople, for them to be more successful in the digital age. But in the meantime, we, we have seen that uh, Swiss can do so much for, for example, uh, help the executives for, uh, for marketing. And uh, just for your information, this year we are going to focus, shift a little bit to um, using Swiss selling uh, skills to help the marketers. And at, at SAP, we kind of think that Swiss selling is a merge of marketing and sales. Um, so um, it, this kind of a jump to, uh, I, I know that we're going to do the crystal ball, and I, um, we're going to that topic very soon, but uh, I just, I just want to share my, my thoughts that uh, I think Swiss selling is so much more just for sales. Thank you very much. Very interesting. I have to compliment the panel. Uh, your energy and your interest in jumping in and adding is wonderful. We, we don't usually get we don't usually get this kind of instant camaraderie, and I'm I'm loving it. But you know what? This is time. It's time in the show for our little segment called "What's in Your Cup Today." So I'm going to circle back around my big virtual table here to Mick Adam and Mick. I have. Two questions for you. Number one, where are you calling from? I know we called you, but let's just say where are you calling from today? What part of the world? And either what are you drinking right now that makes you smile and makes you full of energy, which I know you are, or what's your favorite drink that you had over the holidays? Mick Adam, talk to me, please. Well, I'm calling you guys from Bruges, Belgium, the most loveliest city in the whole world. Uh, it's even better than Venice. It, that's why it's called the Venice of the North. Uh, it's a very nice village. What's in my cup of tea in front of me, actually? It's a glass of hot milk with chocolate chips from Belgian chocolates, with oh. fresh self-made whipped wow. cream and chocolate oh. sprinkles. And yes, it does give me a high boost of energy. I don't think I can continue on the show. I think somebody's got, Marco, you want to take over and run the show? I have to go make one of those. I'm going to run to the store and get Belgian chocolate chips, fresh whipped cream. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. I gave up the eggnog, which I drank out of the carton over the holidays, Mick. No more of that. It was, it was so good. Oh, we have never had a guest give us that kind of a drink recipe, Mick, in a thousand shows in six years. That is unique, and I am in awe. So, And I'm, I'm a chocolate. 
alcoholic. So you you have hit my uh, you have, you've hit a nerve here. Thank you very much, Loic. I have to move to you before we just get stuck talking about chocolate drinks with Mick. Loic, where are you today, and what's your favorite drink? You know what? I'm drinking plain water out of a cup, and I am in Brussels right now with a customer, and it's because I don't have my sparkling water. Because otherwise, I would I would be drinking some sparkling water. This is what I love. If I don't drink coffee, and now it's four thirty in in uh, Brussels and Paris, where I'm from, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just plain water. And I don't like alcohol. I'm sorry to say this. For example, I don't drink beer, or, and I don't I don't drink hot chocolate. So it's just plain water. <laughs> You don't have to apologize. That's fine. A lot of people have yeah. never acquired the taste for beer, and I'm, I'm not a big beer drinker either. Very interesting. Water is good. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Marco Kai, where are you, and what are you drinking today, or what's your favorite? Okay, so I'm calling from the frozen Beijing. Um, they're probably quite uh, strange city to you guys. And uh, it seems that Louis uh, has a company. I, because it's almost uh, midnight here, so... I, I know it sounds quite boring. I hope that I, I drink something um, that later I can throw a party on. But now, <laughs> because it's uh, close to midnight, so I'm just drinking pure, beautiful crystal water. I'm glad it's pure and beautiful and crystal because, well, it's interesting. I I have to tell the three of you, you don't know me, but they don't let me anywhere near caffeine on radio show days. I think you know why. So I'm I'm not allowed. So all I have is a glass of water, and as I like to say, cool, clear water in a cool, clear mug. I have a pink straw, and I'll tell you why it's so special that I have the pink straw. Because I moved from New York to Durham, North Carolina, four and a half months ago, and I was shocked that last week we had eight inches of snow – which I shoveled for 45 minutes, cleared everything, the driveway, the front walk, the sidewalk, and 48 hours later, it was 60 degrees and it all melted. So the joke was on me. But last night, we had 60-mile-an-hour winds overnight just a few hours ago, a thunderstorm with no thunder and no lightning, and I thought the house was going to blow down, and now the sun is ready to come out. So I have a pink straw because I'm ready for the sun to come out and refresh my view out of my office, but I will tell you that I'm being refreshed and energized by our three guests, Mick Adam, Loic Simone, and Marco Kai, three very interesting and charming charming and smart guests, and we are going to take a quick break now. When we come back, we're going to do it. A deeper dive into our very special topic, social selling, post-training momentum, strategies, and best practices. Listen up. You're going to hear from the experts. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. I promise we'll be right back. Aaron out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Social media is taking sales organizations by storm. And only those who adapt quickly into the new digital world will be around in the future. Social selling is a concept that has implications to all lines of business. From building the fundamentals in the sales process and getting the content marketing mix right to building cross-functional teams and ultimately changing the way buyers and sellers engage in a digital world. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how social selling is changing the world of business. Changing the Game with Social Selling is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You're listening to Changing the Game with Social Selling, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Changing the Game with Social Selling. Exactly right. And we're here today with three experts in the field of social selling, training, enablement, etiquette, and all that good stuff. Mick Adam, Loic Simone, and Marco Kai. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham, and now it's time for us to dive into our roundtable. I'm looking at Mick Adam's notes here, and I'm going to read a statement from Mick's list of statements he sent me for the roundtable, and Mick will run with it and tell us what he thinks about it and what it really means. Then we will invite Loic and Marco to come in with their thoughts. So here's what Mick told me. Social selling is not equal to using LinkedIn. It is an approach consisting of tools and techniques. That is certainly provocative. Monsieur Adam, why don't you tell us more, please? Well, a lot of the times when, when, when you look at people and companies, they come back to you and they think, you know, social selling is basically having a profile on LinkedIn and possibly connecting with people and, and stuff like that. But most of the time, that it, it kind of sticks to that level of simplicity if I can put it that way I think mm-hmm. that the whole field of social selling is more than just tools so it is it goes way beyond the use of any tool whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter or any other tool I think it's also it, it fits into your sales approach which then becomes part of the techniques and and foremost and lastly I think social selling is all about uh, attitude and 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 drive uh, to to get to a sales process and and that you do through sharing you do that connecting you do that through having conversations and unfortunately still uh, in my neck of the woods whenever somebody talks about social selling you have to assume they are asking for a linkedin training and with that will then end up with I make my profile look better uh, I, I, and I know who to accept on LinkedIn, who to ex- not to accept on LinkedIn. And, and it's, it's, not all, it's not about that. It's about actually the sales process because going you know, side by side on the customer journey and, and, and engaging with your customer and what channel you do this in is more than just a tool just like LinkedIn. But unfortunately, and, and I think this is what, what's happened over the last few years, uh, certain companies have claimed the terms social selling and are doing a lot of publicity around it and, and then figure out, you know, then and they've indoctrinated, I guess, the, the, the large sales community, uh, especially in, like, again, my neck of the woods, Belgium and slash Europe, that it is equal, one is equal to the other. And that's completely wrong. It's a set of it's how do you approach you or how do you use social media in your sales process to actually get to the end line, which is your sale? Very interesting. I appreciate that. A lot of good thoughts in there. Loic Simon, please tell us what do you think, agree or disagree? Uh, I'm totally w- with Mika on this subject, but I would say that it's, of course, easier for trainers to train people initially on LinkedIn when they are in what we call B2B complex sales, or in fact, their customers are facing B2B complex buying cycles and buying, buying journeys. In this case, in many cases, it's very simple to start understanding the power of social networks by leveraging LinkedIn, to be very, very honest. But for example, I'm doing a lot of social 
social selling with what I call the social selling forum, which is an in the flesh event where people, hundreds of people gather at a certain point of time together for one day. They met online on LinkedIn initially, typically or on Twitter or Facebook, and then they meet in person in the flesh. I can tell you there is emotion, mm -hmm. there is a, a business conversation going on with this in the flesh events, which trump anything else that you can imagine. In the same way, your, your show here is social selling, because for me, social selling is all about loving your customers. It's all about helping them progress, meeting their challenges, meeting their objectives running their business and us salespeople just being seen as a useful resource for our customers during the whole buying cycle, buying journey, before even the buying journey is starting, during the buying journey, till the end of the buying journey and later. So do we use LinkedIn? Of course we use LinkedIn, but we may, we may leverage Snapchat, we may leverage Pinterest, we may leverage, of course, YouTube or, or video, whatever. What is important is the art and the way of doing it by loving your customers. That's my point. Thank you, Loic. And Marco Kai, we need to get your thoughts on this. What do you think? Sure. Uh, first of all, I think that's a great point from Nick, and uh, I'm totally with uh, Nick and uh, Loic. Uh, so I, I guess that the why people um, have that kind of perception, which is quite common, is that because, uh, first of all, uh, linking, when we talk about the study, uh, we talk about the uh, talk about professional sales, right? Because LinkedIn is a professional uh, social media network, so that's, that's the, uh, the first reason. The second one is that LinkedIn has been a big player, player uh, in social selling uh, game. It has a lot of uh, promoting, promotion campaigns and making people realize that social, uh, LinkedIn is really important for social selling. So some, sometimes people just com confuse uh, with um, social selling directly in quote to social selling. So, uh, as I said, that the, our program at the SAT so selling uh, program has been around for more than four years. We have a lot of, a lot of that, that kind of perception. And uh, uh, we, we kind of like uh, struggle like the how, how we should define social selling to people because we can find a lot of different de definitions. But now we kind of like uh, uh, teach people that social selling is basically a change of behavior. Why? Because your customer is changed. It's a, it's a change, change in way that how you find your customer, how you present yourself, how to uh, engage with your customer, and how to uh, provide, uh, provide value and uh, win your customer. So at SAP currently, we, when we talk about social selling, we will talk about the concept uh, for the trans transformation. For example, the first step, uh, the steps for you to become uh, transformed from a conventional salesperson. But by the way, I have to mention that uh, um, it's, we're not saying that social selling is replacement to what, what salespeople do currently. If they, they still need to, uh, to make the face-to-face -face meeting with a customer and some, sometimes the physical events, they should still go. But social selling is a, is a complement. So we uh -huh. talk about the transformation steps. Uh, for example, you need to have a, a very good social branding that's, uh, of course, linking. But in the meantime, I, I want to mention that uh, we have the bring in the consideration of geography and marketing in the, in the consideration. For example, um, there is a, a, a very few, we know that very few people use, actually use LinkedIn in Germany because it has a very strong uh, competitor. And for example, LinkedIn is blocked in Russia. So if you think mm. LinkedIn, uh, social selling is all about, uh, is about LinkedIn, so that's definitely wrong. And the, uh, we talk about uh, you need to uh, find, find out uh, where your customers are on the, on the vast uh, ocean of social media. There are uh, billions of people active uh, 
um, linking. So you need to find out the right people. You need to do, uh, do the social listening. You need to uh, then start sharing stuff and uh, and uh, really build your reputation, providing help and value to the customer. So this is we talk about the concept. And then uh, in Inca, we talk about tools. So we just mentioned to people, okay, linking and linking sales navigator is just a tool for social selling. It's just part of the whole picture. And there there are also other tools, for example, we, we have social listening tools to help you to understand what your customer needs for you to better build your conversation. Uh, and uh, we, there are also skills. How you, how you, when you find out the right people, how, for example, they're, they're probably very high-level executives, you, you, you have to do the elevator pitch. How you can compose a very short but sharp uh, messaging. So you need to have the skills to compose a bachelor statement. You have to uh, understand how to pitch the executive, and you, you need to have the skills understanding when is the best time to, to start a conversation and deepen your relationship with your customer. So it's a whole bunch of skills, tools, um, and, uh, and, and platform, and, uh, and concept, and the transformation steps. So I just want to echo that. That's a great point. So just thinking is so much more just, just more than uh, linking. Thank you very much, all. That was a, a great round the table. I'm going to ask Mick Adam quickly. Mick, do you have anything you want to add to what Loic and uh, Marco just added before I move on? Uh, yeah, maybe I'd like to add one more thing uh, in sure. the sense that social or selling is a human-to-human type of activity, especially in the B2B uh, arena. And, and, you know, we, we, we tend to forget sometimes that that is the case. And I'm like Luik, a digital native from way back when. Uh, they had the punch card computers. Um, yep. And when I started out in sales, one of the first things I, I, I was actually taught is you have to build rapport with your clients. Uh, when you walk into their office, you look around and you find out, you know, what their interests are, what they are doing, uh, what books they're reading and stuff like that. So when you enter somebody's office as a salesperson, you'd look around and find points to start conversations around topics that had nothing to do with the actual you know, buying journey or selling journey. Well, what other place is can you find today where you can find that information? For me, Facebook is as good as sales, uh, is one of those tools that actually delivers that kind of information because that's where people actually show themselves more from a private point of view, mm-hmm. and that becomes one of those tools that will help you create the, uh, the, the whole picture. But at the end of the day, it's all about using a number of tools in a set of techniques, and then, you know, you have to have the right attitude. Don't abuse and mis- misuse some of that information. But I agree with the two points mentioned by, by Loic and by Marco. Thank you very much. Very, very good round the table there. And I, in the interest of time, I want to move on. And Loic, we're going to get into something very controversial here. I'm just picking one of the statements you sent me. And let's just get this over with. I think we were uh, we were kind of edging into this a little while ago. And you know what I'm going to say. You say social selling training programs typically do not work when they are spearheaded by Marcom. Okay, let's get this out. Put the gloves on if you want. <laughs> What's the problem? What's the problem if marketing runs the whole thing? Why is it not going to work? Go ahead. Say it. Because, again, if we want sellers, if we want salespeople to embrace social selling, we must think from their perspective, from their angle. And what a social seller, a future social seller is about or thinks about is first, how can I develop my, my business? 
how can I develop mild sales? That's the first objective of any seller I know about myself when I was seller with IBM. So then the second objective is how can I develop my own credibility, my own personal professional branding? Yeah, that are the two mm-hmm. objectives that a typical salesperson would have. Now, if I, if I see it from a marketing and communications perspective, I may have myself other objectives, like, for example, let's make each and everyone in our company, beginning with the salespeople, an employee advocate for my brand, a brand advocate, somebody who will advocate SAP brand, somebody who will advocate uh, IBM, whatever brand, uh, stuff, and, uh, stuff like that. Yeah? And in many cases, then I put, a, uh, uh, let's say, a marketing specialist, a community manager, or a young digital native lady, 25 years old, who is explaining to me, a seasoned salesperson in B2B who knows how to sell, why and how I should be using social media, not network, by the way, she said media, not network, and, and how I should be leveraging Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, it just falls into dead, uh, deaf ears, you know, when you say it this way. If you don't put yourself in the shoes of the salespeople, nothing will happen. And especially if you have like an employee advocacy program, which is the objective that you are pursuing, your salespeople will just shut off. And they will just not execute. It will not work. Yeah, you will you, you will want to make them being clones, clones, uh, each and everyone saying the same thing and sharing the same kind of messages to their customers, and nothing will re- will resonate. Uh, the customers and prospects will not engage because they will see in front of them only uh, clone uh, marketers or digital marketers, as you said before, uh, acting like clones, trying to push uh, the, the SAP agenda mm-hmm. or the IBM agenda or whichever agenda, you know? And this Thank doesn't you. work. That's very my interesting. Very, no, you've certainly got that point very, very clear. Marco, you're next around the table. What do you think about what Loic said? Agree or disagree? Talk to me. Well, uh, I, 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 I totally agree. Uh, because uh, I think the, the way that uh, uh, marketing saying social media is so different from uh, from sales because sales is all about one one to one engagement. It's like uh, engage customer on one one base. But marketing uh, on the other side is always about one to many. So we got a, a lot of requests from marketing that hey, can we get trained on social selling? And I want to blast out this massive message to <laughs> to, to prospects. So we say no. That's exactly the opposite that you should do on social selling. But uh, in the meantime, I want to make an argument that, uh, yes, uh, I think social selling, uh, I mean, typically the traditional social selling is not for marketing or, or marcom, but in, in the meantime, we don't see that uh, uh, that marketing marketer, for example, cannot be a social selling trainer. For example, at SAP, that's uh, um, actually half our, of our trainer from marketing departments. Uh, but we have a trainer program that we teach about them, and it also depends on uh, some some marketing department team actually are very close to sales. They understand the sales circle. They understand uh, what the salespeople concern. So uh, I just want to mention that uh, uh, yes, uh, social selling traditionally it's not very suitable for marketing. So that's uh, actually the next thing that we want to uh, adventure into this year: uh, how social selling can make sense for marketing and. Uh, Another point is that uh, I just want to mention that if you want to build a, a trainer team, um, you can you can also consider a marketer, uh, someone from a marketing team, because they have the knowledge, they have a passion, as long as they understand social media 
and they got uh, uh, trained, developed as trainer. Uh, we, we, we don't think that's, uh, uh, that's something, a really big problem. Thank you very much, Marco. Mick Adam, I'm circling around to you. We have a very lively discussion here. Which side of the fence are you on, yes or no? Marcom, keep your, keep your mitts off of our training programs, or what do you think? Well, I think Mark, anything to do with marketing should get out of the way of sales when it comes to sales training. It should never be spearheaded by marketing or say, uh, you know, your social selling should, shouldn't be supported by or shouldn't be driven by marketing for one and one very simple reason, as in my opinion. Market, unless marketing is willing to work and be compensated like salespeople on a commission plan and knowing what a salesperson has to do, does, uh, the disappointments of dealing with losses and stuff like that. Most marketeers, especially the digital marketeers, have no clue, and I'm very, very passionate about that, about how to do sales and how to be a salesperson, what it means, what, you know, what the, the, the effort is. They think sales are just there to have the fun, to have the, the dinners, to come home and take all the prizes, get all the commissions, go on long trips, but marketing never faces the knife against the truth that the client puts salespeople under. And unless you stand there, you don't understand what salespeople are going through because marketing needs to support sales. But if you've never been in a marketing situation, you won't ever do this. I've had in, over in, in my career the luck of being on both sides of the fence and life on the other side is so much different. Yes, I mean, everybody can teach you how to use LinkedIn and Twitter and whatever, but it's the attitude, it's the general concept, it's the environment in which you operate. That is something that a lot of these marketeers and, and sales experts and whatever you call them that you know try and sell you social selling sometimes that they have no clue. They are not even, they're not living it. They're not eating their own dog food. They're not even having the same consequences applied to them. When is the last time a marketeer was fired for not achieving the business numbers? Every salesperson is judged on two numbers, revenue and margin most of the time. You don't hit your numbers, well, you're out. I'd like to see the first marketeer that gets laid off or fired or whatever that doesn't get to his numbers. Very few are. So I'm saying social selling programs should be run by sales and not by marketing. Thank you. We, we've got a lot of passion here. Who wants to add? I heard somebody in the background. Go ahead. I, I, I want to, yeah, I want to say something about this uh, because yes. it was my, the topic I, I suggested. Don't misunderstand me. I believe marketing and sales alignment, which some call marketing, is very important in social selling. Having marketing support sellers who become social sellers from a, from a, con- a good content perspective, and the good content is about the why and the how from a customer perspective, not about the products we are promoting. And that's the problem with marketing. It's most of the time we want to promote the product or promote the events or promote the SAP brand or whatever. And this doesn't work on social networks. But marketing, uh, alignment, aligning sales and marketing behind the, the, the customer's buying journeys is very key. It's very key on both sides. And, and by the way, if a, sell, if, if a 
uh, salesperson is becoming a social, a social seller, he will become the best employee advocate, the best advocate of your brand in the end, because he will be very, very efficient. He will engage with mm-hmm. customers and, and with prospects uh, in his timeline. But when marketing is leading the pack, it happens that mm-hmm. salespeople just rely on marketing to push automatically, for example, with LinkedIn Elevate or whatever kind of, of things, push automatically content to the timeline of the salespeople, and then the salespeople do not even have to interact on LinkedIn, and nothing happens in this case. So in many cases, it defeats the purpose to have the objective of having a, a marketing lead the way with this kind of objective in mind. Now, on the other hand, I'm not okay with, with Nick on one element. I believe in the future we will see a transformation of the way salespeople are being compensated, and, and we will get rid of things like territories, quotas, and other, other stuff like that. And this is the future, my friends, yeah? So mm-hmm. I, I don't believe it's a question of having a quota and so on like Nick, uh, Nick, sorry, Nick. <laughs> but I believe marketing has the wrong approach to social. In the same way, when you buy uh, sales navigator licenses and you hope that, that uh, people will become social seller, you are completely wrong too. It's not because you have the tool that you become a social seller. It's the same problem. Yeah? Yes, you know what? We are technically in, in, we're in the predictions round. I want to give you each 60 seconds for predictions, but Mick, I'll give you 60 seconds to go back to the challenge that Louis just posed to you. Go ahead, Mick, Nick, Mick, 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 go ahead. Yours. Well, I, I, I think that the compensation plans will actually be changing. I, the, the future will tell, but we live today. We don't live 10 years from now. Today, people are still in this mode. Companies are still in this mode. And companies still have to make money. At the end of the day, if the company doesn't make money, they'll go out of business. It's as simple as that. So we have to continue selling. And as long as we have to continue selling, there's always going to be some kind of plan in place. And yes, maybe, and I would hope for salespeople, that uh, that that commissions and quotas and whatever go away. But the reality of life is, in all honesty, it's not going to. If you don't deliver the goods, if you don't bring home the bacon, sorry, but the pig is not going to die. Okay. You know you know what's going to happen now? We're going to go into our predictions round. Marco, you sent me a list of follow-up momentum for social selling training. We're going to save those, and I tell you why. I'm inviting the three of you to do part two on our flagship show, Coffee Break with Game Changers, in February or March. I'm going to send you a date. Will you accept my invitation, gentlemen, Great. to come back? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we have yes. way too much to talk about for one show, but right now we're going to circle around to Mick Adam. Mick, I have 60 seconds for you to give me your predictions. Let's look at 2020 or any time beyond that. What will change dramatically, significantly, weirdly, whatever in the world of social selling training, enablement, uh, how the relationship between Marcom and sales is with the tools, anything or everything. I'm giving you 60 seconds. Look into the crystal ball. Mick Adam, go. Right. Well, in terms of the the, the prediction, I think the word social selling or the fat social selling or the terminology as such will disappear. The hype will, will, will go away and it will just be part of a sales process. And it's just one of the um, tools and, 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 and tool sets that, and attitudes and techniques you'll be using. So I think the term social selling in itself will actually disappear. And in my opinion, it's going to be going in the next two years. 
Ah, very good. Thank you very much. I was hoping somebody would mm. say that. I think I've heard it before, but not in a while, and I like that a lot. Let's circle around to Loic Simon. What are your predictions? I can give you. Oh, he was so quick. You can have 75 seconds, Loic. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it's very near of what Mix just said. For me, the future is social selling being completely embedded in the, in the sales process, in the sales cadence, in the sales routine. And it's no more considered as an afterthought or a, a specific uh, program or specific uh, stuff that we need to train our people on. And it should be completely embedded, ingrained in everything that sales organization is doing. So uh, in this case, it becomes selling, of course, but it uses all the principles of social selling, which is love your customers and help them progress. Which we did okay. by some years ago. <laughs> okay, that, that's my prediction for social selling. I like it. I'm putting your predictions together in my tweet here. I'm saying Mick Adam and Loic Sim, S I M, predict <laughs> by 2020 the term social selling will disappear and just be embedded in the sales process. Love your customers and help them progress. I hope that's okay with you, gentlemen, because I just yep. am hitting send right there. I thought that was a nice a way to economize. And Monsieur Marco Kai, I have saved uh, 60 seconds for you. So what would you you like to predict other than you're coming back on part two what would you like to predict yeah sure uh besides what the, uh, the two gentlemen just mentioned us uh, we also believe that this thing will become a monetary and uh, incoherent uh process for the salespeople. Uh, in the meantime we see that the selling is evolving as we say there's a every day there's new technology new platform new tools new skills so and there are so many people are interested in search selling so we are actually looking into the, what's the next stage for this selling. We believe it's going to be something so much bigger. It, uh, we, we haven't think about the name. Maybe it's social selling 2.0, or some people propose that it could be social business. Because, uh, uh, for example, our executives from HR, from, from uh, uh, procurement, they are all very interested in social selling to help them to build social branding and engage customer. Who, who wouldn't need to engage customer, right? So they need to go social. They need to understand how to do social selling. Maybe it's, it's not selling for them, but uh, the principles are, are the same for them. So my prediction that social selling is going to be something way beyond uh, just for salespeople, but it's, it's for really entire business and for anyone who wants to be successful in the digital and in uh, social media age. Thank you very much. The three of you were wonderful. The charm, the intelligence, the savvy, your provocative statements. This was a wonderful way to kick off. And we have to say thank you to AJ Mohammed uh, Jorif, uh, AJ, we just call him AJ at SAP, and Kirsten Boylow for putting together a marvelous kickoff to season four. And I have my call to action, which is fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Mick. Adam, just like Louis Simon, and just like Marco Kai. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Believe it or not, I'll be back in one hour with the debut of one of our newest series called The Future of Work with Game Changers. You don't want to miss it. 12 noon here, Eastern Time, right on the Business Channel. It's a busy day, and that's why they only let me drink water. So thank you to our guests. Have a great one, and I'll see you in an hour here on, here on the Business Channel. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game with Social Selling, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. 
Please join hosts Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.